Welcome to Commission. I'm Pastor Eric Teitelman. And I'm Jed Robine. In each episode, we will talk about the gospel of the kingdom, declaring God's heart for the restoration of Israel and all the nations. So join us as we together explore the mysteries of the one new man. Welcome back to the Commission Podcast. I'm Pastor Eric Teitelman, and with me, as always, is my good friend Jed Robine with Pilgrim Way Ministries. We are going to continue our discussion about the restoration of Israel and the restoration of all the nations. Really, it's the gospel of the kingdom of God. Jed and I felt that we needed to step back for just a moment and really build the foundation of the kingdom. And we wanted to relate it to what's happening in America. There are so many things going on at this time. People are asking me constantly, Eric, what's going on? Do you think we're under judgment? And is God trying to send us a message? And if he is, what is that message? So we're going we're gonna to build our discussion today around that. And we want to preface it from the position of our tagline, which is we are here, Jed and I are here to declare God's heart for the restoration of Israel, which is the heart of his kingdom, and the restoration of all of the nations of the earth, which, of course, are going to be grafted into Israel to become this greater commonwealth of Israel. So what is going on in the world today? Well, where do you start? And if you wait two months, who knows what's coming? I mean, I was on a phone call just earlier today with some pastors from all over the world, and one of them said, You know, if we wait two more months, we're planning this conference for December. And he said, if we wait two months, our whole message might change between now and December. Things are changing so rapidly here and all around the world. So what is God doing in America? I mean, we've had a global pandemic, economic fallout. We've had hurricanes, one after another, after another derecho. We've had crazy wildfires all across the West Coast. Clearly, God is trying to send some message to this nation. And we know that there are biblical prophecies that talk about a shaking that will come to the earth and essentially a destabilizing of all of the things that we really have held and latched onto for our whole lives, the things that we actually depend on. But there's a reason for it. And so Jen and I are going to talk about that uh, tonight. I also want to share with you an interesting but really disturbing statistic that I read also this morning from the Christian Post. And they said that half of Americans, but even more disturbing, was that 30% of evangelical Christians today do not believe that Jesus is God. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, you can't be a Christian if you don't believe he's God. So you're not evangelical. But that's what the statistics are showing. And I'm thinking to myself, we were, Jen and I were talking about this, if we have one out of three or nearly one out of three people that profess to be evangelical Christian that don't believe Jesus is God, how much less do they have any understanding about the restoration of Israel, Mm. the kingdom of God, the future kingdom, the restoration of all the nations? So they're probably getting really shook up right now. Mm. They're probably going, what's going on? I mean, my world is crumbling or things around me are falling apart. So we want to talk about that. We, We want to talk about what's happening today, how it's relevant to our lives, because we are living this journey with you. And so, Jed, I just let me turn it over to you and you can kind of begin to share some of your perspectives on mm. these things that have been going on in our nation. Thank you, Eric. That's uh, a stunning statistic. One third of evangelical American Christians saying 
They don't believe that Jesus is God. I just want our listeners to kind of take that statistic in and all that it means, because ultimately I agree with you. They're not Christian at that point. And, you know, there's roughly 100 million uh, evangelical Americans or those that would identify as evangelicals in America. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is, a, that is an astonishing number. That's 30 million people. You know, I just want to underline this point as we go down this, way, this, uh, this path for this conversation of the importance of just what you said, Eric. If we don't believe that Jesus is God, but we're identifying as Christian, what else don't we know? That's right. <laughs> um, and I just want to underline the importance of reading the Word of God. And a couple of scriptures come to my mind immediately as we start down this path um, that Jesus talks about. In the days of great shaking, you know, when he lays out signs of the times, his disciples mm-hmm. ask him, what is, what is it going to be like before you come back? That's right. Um, all of those signs that Jesus lays out in Matthew 24 are on the earth in greater volume than they have ever been. That's right, yeah. Um, and he says some interesting things. He says, when I come back, will I even find faith on the earth? Wow. Things are going to be so bad. That Jesus is asking, is it a rhetorical question? Is it a metaphysical question? Is it, is it a literal question? Is, is it going to be so bad that faith is going to be scant and scarce on the earth? It, it would seem that that's, through an implication, that that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Is that true biblical faith will be rare in those days. Second to that, he also says, uh, the love of many will grow, grow cold. cold lawlessness will abound. That's right, yeah. And so we're, we're, we're starting to see true biblical love, unity, the family of, of God, the body of Christ. We are divided. We're fragmented. Mm-hmm. Our message has been watered down. And so, you know, I think we're, there's a, a real dissipation of the message of clarity, the family of God. What is the gospel of the kingdom? Jesus is God. He mm-hmm. is the son of God. He's the son of David. He's coming back to rule and reign. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about in, in Acts chapter 1, when he ascends, the angels, the, you know, speak to the disciples that are gathered watching him ascend from the Mount of Olives. And they say, what are you looking around slack-jawed for? Just as you've seen him go up, he will come back again. And we know from the book of Zechariah that indeed he does. He comes and puts his feet right back down on the Mount of Olives. And so the reality of his return is what the Bible would call our blessed hope. That is a foundational principle in in Christian orthodoxy, that uh, our hope is not in that human governments and politics here on this side, get it all figured out. Mm -hmm. Our hope is actually in the government that rests on the son of David's shoulders and it knows no end. It it ever increases according to the prophet Isaiah. And so right now we're looking, in my opinion, at, at Psalm two, why do the nations rage? Why do they cast off restraint? You know, they are mocking God. And it says in Psalm two, God, God laughs back in derision because he has installed his anointed one on his anointed hill in Zion. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. Yeah. You know, the, the gospel is so clear who the king of kings is and who the Lord of lords is, that every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. That's where we know the story ends. 
But we're living in such a time where the fog of war is so thick right now um, that we're losing sight of some, some foundational biblical gospel of the kingdom North Star constellation points mm. that we need, we need in order to, be, to navigate our way through these challenging times um, so that our hearts don't get offended at God and mm. that our love does not grow cold and that that faith that Jesus is looking for remains steadfast and strong. You know, as, as the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, faith, hope, and love, mm. these three remain. These are the things that endure. Our faith in Jesus, our hope in his return, and 1 Corinthians 13, love, that we're connected to God, he's the true vine, we're the branches, and that we're distributing that love that he's deposited in us mm. to others. And that's how they're going to know that we're his disciples. And so those are just some initial thoughts that I have as you shared that statistic with me, my mind was blown. Uh, it still is staggering, you know, that 30% would, uh, of evangelical Christians would say that Jesus is not God. Yeah. I'm still trying to get my mind around that one. But those are some initial thoughts. What do you think about um, some of the things I just shared, Eric? Well, you talked about shaking, and it's pretty clear to me. Now, I know there are people that will go back and say, oh, well, you know, in the 1950s, we had lots of wildfires and we had the Spanish flu in the early 1900, 1912, I think it was, 1112. So World War I, World War II. So we've had, you know, all of these great calamities in the past. And everybody sure. said, oh, that was the end of the world. And, but but it, it seems to me that there's the really important part of the equation today that didn't exist back then. And, and that's the nation of Israel. Jesus said to, to be watching, to be looking at the fig tree. And we know that the fig tree is really a symbol for the nation of Israel. Now, he said to be looking at the fig tree, but also the trees. And I think the trees represent the other nations. So he's saying, look at Israel. Israel, I think, I believe is the time clock. Because most biblical prophecy, there are, you know, others like Isaiah chapter 19 that talk a little bit about Egypt and Assyria. And these are promises that God has for those nations. But the majority of scripture talks about Israel. And the restoration of, in fact, a big part of the restoration of Israel is the return of the Jewish people back to the land. Yes. That is a huge, huge part of, of God's plan of restoration for his kingdom. Now, they don't believe yet, most of them, but he's bringing them back so that they will see him come. Yes. They will see him come in the clouds with power and great glory. They will look upon the one whom they've pierced and he will pour out upon, it says, the the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and supplication. And so we know that he is going to bring them into the midst of Jerusalem to breathe fire on them, but also to reveal himself to them. So the return of the Jewish people is an extremely important part of understanding of God's kingdom and what he is doing in the earth. So the question then we as Christians should be asking is, if there's shaking going on in the nations, including this great nation, and it is a great nation, what is the message that God is sending to us as the church? What does he want? How does he want us to respond? What does he want us to be thinking? Should we be going, oh my, it's just the world is falling apart? Mm. But I heard a pastor say, you know, the world's falling into place, meaning that nothing happens unless God wills it and God has a perfect plan. So if shaking is coming, it was written in his word. We as Christians should look at it and say, praise the Lord, you must be getting pretty close to coming back. We actually should be excited that we are near the end of the age or maybe even at the end of the age or very close to the return of Christ, we should actually be leaping with joy and excitement. We should be watching to see how the Jewish people in this nation, and we have probably the second now largest population concentration of Jews living in America, except for now in Israel, they have 
the largest concentration of Jewish people. That is a phenomenal statistic that we hit just a few years ago. But still, America has a large number of Jewish people living here. So we should be looking at the Jewish population saying, well, God, what are you doing? I mean, you promised to return them back to the land. And are they going to start making Aliyah in great numbers? I mean, we've seen it in Europe already. And, uh, you know, we've seen even small increases in, in Aliyah in return from the United States as well. So those are the kind of things that seem to be coming to my mind. And, it, you know, I, I feel like we as a church need to kind of shift our thought process away from, and, and again, I'm not, an, you know, anti, I'm not anti-American. I love this country. I live here. I really do enjoy the life that we have in America. But if, I, if I'm really honest with myself and I read scripture and I really believe it, and that's kind of the key of the, you know, start our conversation, I have to begin to question that in the end of the age, there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen where we as the church, as Christians, God's going to begin turning our eyes away from the earthly things and really tuning into the heavenly things, the kingdom things. So those are just my, my initial thoughts that really come from, from your response to the, the question. Um, I think that's really key what you're saying. As we think about the kingdom, the shakings aren't happening in a vacuum. They're happening along a prophetic purpose and a prophetic plan that God Mm -hmm. has had from the very beginning. And he's even told us about this because Jesus actually says it, right? See, I've warned you. Um, When all this is happening, don't let your hearts be troubled. All these things have to come to pass. And he likens it to a woman giving birth. And these birth pains Mm -hmm. are increasing uh, as the centuries and millennia unfold, That's these right. birth, crane, birth pains get sharper and sharper and sharper until the new age is actually born and Messiah returns and establishes mm-hmm. his kingdom on the earth again. And, and Jesus says two things about the end. Watch and pray. Mm, he does. That's right. He doesn't say, put on your conspiracy theorist hat and try to figure it all out. <laughs> Just watch, no, watch and, and pray. pray, you know, you, and look up. Your, yeah. your salvation comes near. And I, I think Israel features prominently in the end of the story in no terms of his, in, of his return. In fact, Jesus says something really remarkable in Matthew 23, 39, when he's prophesying to Jerusalem when he comes in. And, you know, they've missed the day of their visitation, and he knows he's about to be crucified. And he says, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In other words, there's a going to be a, a day that will come where there's a broad Jewish witness in Jerusalem that yes. Jesus is the Messiah. That's right. There will be a testimony that comes forth. And so right now we live in the day and the age where for the first time in 2,000 years, that's actually, that confession of faith exists again in Jerusalem. There's 20,000 Jewish believers that are saying those words, and that number is growing daily. That's a remarkable prophetic fulfillment. It's maybe the early first shoots of the fulfillment of that prophetic word from Jesus. Mm-hmm. He also says the gospel of the kingdom will go forth to the ends of the earth, and then the end will come. That's right, yeah. So the, the missionizing, the missions movement of spreading the gospel of the kingdom far and wide to all the Gentile nations, missiologists are saying roughly we've, we're about 10 years out now from when that the word of God will be available, even if it's just in the heart language and mm-hmm. audio recording of the word of God, where that can be made manifest throughout all the known uh, tribes and tongues yeah. in their own language. So that's a remarkable development as well, that these two kind of high watermarks for Jesus' prophetic statements, 
the gospel is going to go forth to the ends of the earth, and then the end will come, and you will not see me again, Jerusalem, until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Yeah. We're living literally, brother, in the first generation where it's even possible that those two things are happening simultaneously. Mm. Now, the Lord could tarry for another you know, 5,000 years if he wants to, but he told us to watch and pray. And I think that's what is in your heart and my heart right now is just saying to our brothers and sisters around the world, don't lose heart. Mm. Let's remember what Messiah said. Let's Let's look at what's happening according to the word of God and what he told us. Let's pray together. Let's stay committed to him. Let's return to our first love, mm. burn hot for him, and allow his love to transform us and allow that love to unfold out to others that are really hurting right now and need his love, even though they're fighting against everyone and they, mm. they're, they're stuck in a, in, a, in a dark room swinging any, anything that's in that blackness right now. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're angry and they're hurting and they don't know where to turn. And, and the gospel is the hope for humanity, for the things that, that we really long for in the deepest places of our souls. So if we kind of summarize some of the things that we've talked about, we, we really have talked about and focused on the kingdom. And I think that the kingdom, in some ways, this, there's a simplicity about it that we tend to sometimes overly spiritualize as Christians. And I think that many of us often assume that, you know, we're going to be sort of turning into these ghosts and floating up into some other dimension and who knows where we go. But the reality is that Jesus was resurrected into a physical body mm. and he showed us his scars. And he was resurrected into flesh and bones, very much like what we are now, but, but imperishable and without sin and immortal at the same time. So he demonstrated that. He ate with his disciples after he came back. And so he proved to them that this physical resurrected body was going to be what would inherit the kingdom of God. So, you know, we often talk about, you know, kingdom of heaven or I'm going to heaven but the word heaven, Shemaim in, in Hebrew, is a circumulation for, for God. Shemaim means God. So in other words, kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God are really one of the same. It's, for in simple language, it's not the kingdom of heaven, but it's, it's God's kingdom. Mm. That's really what we're talking about. And again, the simplicity of understanding God's kingdom is that Jesus, like you said, is coming back to the Mount of Olives, which is in Jerusalem. It's opposite the Temple Mount. You know, the Kidron Valley is in between it. but he is resurrected into a physical body. He's coming back to this earth. He's going to stand. His feet are physically going to touch the Mount of Olives. We are going to be standing there. The church is going to be standing there with him in resurrected bodies on that day that he returns to the earth. So the kingdom of God or God's kingdom is going to be here in, on the earth and kind of headquartered in, in Jerusalem. So I guess the question, you know, just the last question, and we'll probably land this thing, is we're in America. So Jerusalem is way over there on the other side of the world. That's 10, you know, 6,000 miles plus away from here. The return of Christ seems like it's a long ways away. And yes, I agree. We should be praying and watching. Jesus actually said there was a blessing. Blessed is he was watching when he returned. But we're in America. So we want to understand what is our part in this, this work of the restoration? You know, how do we fit into the equation? Because right now, anyways, we're not, you know, 300 and some million Americans are not planning to immigrate to Israel, obviously. And so we're here in the United States, in this country, and we've got shaking going on. So let, t- tell me just a little bit about your thoughts about how we as Christians need to kind of both write our mindset about the kingdom, but then how do we begin responding to what God is doing? It's a great question. 
and everyone needs to obviously we have to seek the Lord and, and obey whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do in your in your individual walk in, with the Lord in this time. Uh, I believe there's there's not a more important conversation to have in the body of Christ than reconciliation mm, and okay. coming together in unity. John seventeen. Yes, I think that love and unity are the power source of the kingdom. And we've talked about Ephesians three, mm-hmm. uh, you know, chapter ten or sorry, verse ten. Uh, chapter three, that God's intent in the unity in the church is that his manifold wisdom would be declared to the heavenly realms. Mm. So right now, I think that that is an important message that cuts against the spirit of the age, the the family of God, we're one. And that message going forth is incredibly important amidst all of the chaos in America. But in light of what we've just talked about with the restoration of Israel, I don't think it's a coincidence that there's about six and a half million Jews that, that live in North America. Mm-hmm. And so we, as you rightly pointed out, Eric, there was a tipping point that we reached a few years back where more Jews now live in Israel than live in the nations. Mm-hmm. And that hadn't been that way for 2000 years. Right. So we've reached a tipping point in regards to the immigration of Jews back to Israel. And yet there's this remnant of, of Jewry that lives here in North America. Uh, is there a call on the American church relevant to that group of people? And is there going to come a great uh, exodus out of the West? And is it prophesied anywhere in Scripture? It's prophesied in many places. Uh, it in is scripture. prophesied. And so, in my opinion, there's a great calling upon the American church related to the people of Israel. And related to the God of Israel, and I believe that God is calling the American church to help Jewish people go home to the land of Israel. Amen. And I think as we talk about immigration, the Hebrew word is is aliyah, to go up, to return. As we talk about the process of aliyah, Jews returning back to live in Israel, um, there's a lot of ways to look at that. But I think the, the best way to look at it is from God's perspective. Why is he doing that? And in my, in my opinion, in my Bible study, I, I found that he says it in Ezekiel chapter 36 to Israel. He says, I'm not returning you back to Israel from all the nations that I scattered you because you deserve it. That's right. I am returning you to, sanct- to sanctify my name. Right. So the, the covenant and God's faithfulness and his name has been attached to a group of people living in that land. And so... God is going to bring them back because he said he would do it. Mm-hmm. And he's going to sanctify his name in the process. And he says it's about the nations understanding that he's the Lord, that the nations are to look on this work of the restoration and return of the Jewish people and know, okay, that God's doing what he said he would do. Therefore, we know that that is God. Um, and that is an important revelation that needs to come forth in this hour too. And so as we Think about our calling corporately here in North America. Is there a call on the American church to, and the Canadian church to help support the work of Aliyah and the, the restoration and return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel and to their Messiah? I think that's an important question. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for our listeners to understand. I'm not saying right now every Jew that lives in North America needs to pack up and go, go back and live in Israel. I'm not saying that right, right. there's a timing and there's a way in which God does this. And he leads people through their, through their hearts and through a sense of obedience. Yeah. Um, and so we need to be really supportive and listening and sensitive to what the Lord is doing. 
This isn't, these aren't uh, chess pieces on a chessboard moving around. These are precious human beings made mm. in the image of God that he's sovereignly shepherding and leading. Mm-hmm. I love Jeremiah 31, uh, chapter 31, verse 10 says, the Lord says, declare, you nations declare that the God who scattered Israel will regather mm. Israel and will stand over Israel as a shepherd stands over his flock. You know, that's a message that God wants the nations to understand. Yes, God scattered Israel, but yes, he is regathering Israel and he is their shepherd. Amen. And so as we unfold, I think it's important as we exist in this podcast to talk about the gospel of the kingdom, we need to put the shakings in America in a broader context of, of God's timetable that's unfolding and just look at the prophetic markers that are around us and ask God to give us eyes to see you know, watch. We need to watch and we need to pray. And so I don't have all the answers, but these are some things that are tucked away in my heart. Well, you really have, you know, sort of what you spoke now really touched my heart because as a Christian now, suddenly I have a purpose and a mission. I mean, yes, our calling is to preach the gospel, to share the good news of the kingdom with any person to assist to the Jew first, and of course, then to the Gentile, to the Greek. But you actually touched on another important calling that we have, and that that is that we get to be part of the restoration of his name, because like you said, his name now is defiled because the Jewish people have been scattered to the nations. He scattered them because of their sin, but they, and they were the ones that said, and he said, you've defiled my name amongst the Gentiles. And he says, so I'm going to, for my namesake, I'm going to bring you back because, you know, God's not a liar and he promised to return them back to the land. And so that is a part of God's restoration of his own sacred name. And so we as Christians are actually part of restoring God's name. This is a really, really important calling, I think, that we have as Christians. So yes, preaching the gospel, but we are actually restoring God's name. This is amazing. This is going to give us, I think, an incredible foundation to continue our discussions. And I think that as we, we're going to probably take this in a couple of different directions. One is we want to talk about the unity within the church, the healing and the reconciliation that God We know that you want to bring to your body of Christ here in America, black, white, Asian, Jew, you know, all of the different nationalities that we have here in America, but that there's even a bigger plan and work of the Holy Spirit as God is preparing the Jewish people to come back to Israel so that God can restore his name amongst the Gentiles. And this nation, of course, is one of those Gentile nations. So we're going to end here tonight, but we really want to thank you all for joining us on this podcast and make sure you subscribe and that way you'll always get our latest podcasts when they come out. So stay tuned and the Lord bless you and we will see you soon. enjoy this podcast from permission make sure you subscribe to our channel and don't forget to visit our ministry websites we pray the lord richly blesses you and we look forward to having you join us again for our next episode